Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Brief Talk podcast from Underwear News Briefs. We have another brief tale. Uh, This time it's a little special because we have two different people on and they're not together or a couple. So this is our (laughs) very first one. We have Mr. Patrick, who you've heard on our podcast just this past month. Welcome, Mr. Patrick. Thanks, Sam. And then we have Mr. Andrew. Hey, y'all. So good to be here. Good to have you here. I've talked to you forever on the Instagram, so it's mm-hmm. good to have you here. It's good to be here. So they're, they we were, I was supposed to record with Mr. Andrew on Thursday, but I was yep. worn out. There was no way I was making it at that time, and I did pass out before then. And it, <laughs> but was, it worked out. It worked yeah, out it worked because out. Because Andrew and I were texting, and I said that I was doing mine today. He came up with the idea about doing a joint one. It's perfect. So it's perfect. Yeah. And that show would have been horrible if I actually would have done it. And we're happy for that. Everything happens for a reason. Everything sure happens. And we have two great guys on. So it'll be really interesting to get their takes on all our brief tale questions. Um, they both have done one on the site at some point. So if you go digging through the site and go to the brief tale section, you'll probably see them. But they're a lot more fun when you actually get to hear the person talk and not read. We are lazy like that. We don't read. So let's start with a question. Andrew, we'll start with you since you haven't been on the podcast. Tell okay. our listeners a little bit about you. Well, I uh, 28 now, I think. Basically, what am I? I'm just... That is a really loaded question. <laughs> if you think that's a loaded question, wait till we get to the others. I know. So just tell us who you are, where you are... What you like in underwear, basically. Just a little hobbies, whatever. Whatever you want to share. Okay. My name is obviously Andrew. I am 28. I'm an Irish boy living in Vancouver. I moved here, like, what, about a year and a half ago because Ireland was too small. Yeah, I've been posting photos from various things on the interwebs for is it six or seven years now, I think. Cool. So. so what brought you to Vancouver, which is a lovely city. I've been there, but many, 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 many years ago. That's a really nice city. I basically was working away at home and doing the retail thing. And it got to a point in life where I was like, okay, I either needed to commit to this fully and try and make proper career out of it or go exploring. And I chose the latter. And it was just a case of looking up visas, work, stuff like that. It was between Australia and Canada. And then Canada won because it's easier to get a visa for, for Irish that, people anyway. That is true. Flights were cheaper and there are less bugs that want to kill you in Canada. <laughs> so yes because everything in australia can kill you exactly and no then, offense to our australian listeners but it's true oh yeah <laughs> basically and then vancouver won out because it's not under ice for half of the year it's an odd city because it's not extremely cold for where it's at but it's no. beautiful it I, has it's warm at mine yeah it, it actually has proper season yes although they're wet most of the time but it's actually quite a similar climate to ireland so it's I'm kind of used to that <laughs> i was gonna say you can't complain about that coming from ireland <laughs> yeah I've been there. It's lovely. I was only there for a day. That was long before 9-11. There were 11 of us in a minivan that crossed the border and crossed back. And today that would cause issue. At that time, they were just like, come on through. 
come on through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, come on through. All right, Patrick, tell yes. everyone a little bit about you. Uh, so I am 38. I'm married to my wife. I have kids and I live in Massachusetts. What else can I say? I am an undies fanatic. Started posting on Tumblr originally, probably like six years ago, and then uh, moved over to Instagram. And it was actually Andrew who got me to start an Instagram page back in, I don't even know, twenty the end of 2018. So right now I'm just, I'm taking a break actually from Instagram and just, I need to figure some things out. That's who I am. I'm recently out to my wife as a bisexual man. Uh, it was a long journey of acceptance and, and figuring it out. And I'm happy to be here where I am emotionally <laughs> as a person right now. Cool. It's good to have you here. Thank you. It's very good. You're a great addition to the podcast, even Thanks. though you didn't think so. But you- yeah, it took it took some convincing. I mean, honestly, you have so many great people on there already. I really didn't think that I had much to bring to the conversation. Uh, I'm glad I'm there because it is fun. Actually, after we did the last podcast, I think I texted Andrew. I'm not sure. And I said something along the lines of, you know, it's amazing. I didn't really realize how much I missed being like a part of this Hundies community, you know, since pretty much I left Instagram back in November. So I kind of really haven't been actively participating in it. The podcast kind of gave me that fire a little bit. Good. It's a lot of fun. We have crazy topics. We have fun with everyone. So far, everyone gets along, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, because to listen to as well. Good. <laughs> we, have, we have our moments. It's like progressively gotten, I guess it's like this people get more comfortable doing it. They've gotten just like camera or something. And it's not as nervous or you've like, you've learned each other's quirks. Well, it's part of me, Andy, and Eric have done them for a long time. We never had any notes. We never did anything. And then I launched the Patreon a couple of months back again and got everyone on. COVID happened. And I decided, well, if we're going to do this and try to make money at this and grow this more, we need to have some production values. Mm -hmm. Now we have notes all sorts of things for the podcast before we go in. So every guy knows what the topics are, what's coming, if there's any links you need to read, anything. It's all there. You bring your game. You have fun. That's what it is. But it's still nerve-wracking, I gotta be honest. I mean, the last podcast, even though it was my first one, I was sitting on my bed in a thong, sipping a beer, trying to calm my nerves because I was pretty nervous. Hopefully the next time I won't be as nervous. I don't know. I'm not nervous, <laughs> but, but of course I've podcasted off and on since 2005. It's kind of second nature to me at this point. You just get on Skype, you go. Mm-hmm. True. Some days it's a train wreck and you go, yeah, we're not releasing that show. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for brief talk, we have not had that happen yet. Uh, I'm sure everything. <laughs> we had plans to up the production value, up everything, but depends on money and technical ability of people. It's not always easily done, people. You think, mm-hmm. oh, we'll just do this. Nope. You have to have some skill there. All right. Let's move on to our next question. So when would you say is the age or when did you first discover underwear? What? You know, what age were you? Was it a catalog? Was it the internet? What made you first take notice and discover underwear? I'll start with Andrew again. I'm going to say, like, I figured out, or not figured out, 
I think for most or a lot of guys, when you first see underwear is either in a catalog or in the store with just like the pictures on the boxes mm-hmm. when you go into the department stores or whatnot. So it'll always be a case of like, I think that was the first time that I would have noticed them is when I was a kid. But growing up, it probably wasn't until I actually got internet that I realized that there was more out there than what you're kind of just expected to wear from, let's say, the straight boys in school. Mm -hmm. I think probably when I was like probably around 18 or 19 is when I started to realize, oh, there's actually things out there that I would like to wear or seeing people posting and posing on probably Tumblr at the time. I was like, oh, okay, like I could do that or those look good. I want to try that sort of thing. Nice. I'm going to say also the thing of like, becoming more financially independent rather than just like living off my mm-hmm. parents so like it's once you get point. that like first debit card or that first credit card that you can be like ooh, online shopping or you yep. don't have to go like ask your mom for money to get something yes although like, it, although in my day it was cataloging you actually had to call it in yeah <laughs> i never had to do that me neither me neither <laughs> under gear you'd call in i remember those days well what about you, Patrick? When did you first discover underwear? When, what was it? Yeah, so I mean, as Andrew alluded, I think a lot of guys have similar stories where I, I pretty much always had an underwear fetish since I can remember. I remember being a kid and, you know, Sunday mornings running downstairs and grabbing the advertisements from the Sunday paper, you know, checking out the underwear section of those advertisements, you know, because back then, internet kind of wasn't really around. (laughs) Relied on catalogs and advertisements and stuff like that. So back then, you know, I didn't really find it to be of a sexual nature at the time. It was more of just like a general interest for me because I just enjoyed looking at the different styles of underwear. Like I, I often and um, compare it to like cars. I love cars. You know, I'm, I'm constantly looking at cars and I know Andrew is the same way. So <laughs> for me, underwear back then was a very similar hobby or interest where, you know, I just enjoyed looking at the different colors, styles, etc. And it wasn't probably until later that I started to realize that maybe it's not just a general interest. And maybe that was like in high school. I can remember, you know, when I went to high school, I went to an all guys private high school at the time. I literally was the only guy that wore like Calvin Klein designer boxer briefs back then. You know, everyone else was in boxers. So yeah, exactly. So you were ahead of your time. I was ahead of my time because, you know, that was like, you know, I entered high school in 96, you know, so it was fairly early for boxing briefs, I'd say. But, or, you know, they were just trying to kind of take off a little bit. You know, I would spend my money, my hard-earned money on, you know, underwear like that. And then it really wasn't until college years. So high school, you know, 14, whatever. College, call it 18. That's kind of when I branched out and started to get more into different styles like thongs or bikinis or even back into briefs because, you know, I didn't really wear briefs until, you know, I was back into college and it was probably the first time since, you know, elementary school. So I think it kind of transitioned from when I was a kid into high school and college years that it went from kind of like a general interest or hobby into I was starting to recognize that it was also of sexual nature for me as well. Nice. You sort of jumped into the next question, which is good. <laughs> no problem. The next question is, what was the first good underwear you bought and what made you buy that pair? Yours were boxer briefs, obviously. 
Anyway, what about you, Andrew? What do you remember the first pair you really bought that you really wanted? I think it was an Aussie bum jock strap. I'm gonna say <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> a good first pair. That is a good I, first pair. Look at you go. Or else it was like Aussie bum boxer briefs with wonder jock pouch. Okay. Kind of supposed to like lift and push everything forwards. I remember getting them and I was like, put them on. I was like, oh, excited. Oh, yeah, these are like going to be awesome. And I put them on. They're like the most uncomfortable <laughs> boxer briefs I've ever put on. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the wonder jock. There are guys who are. I don't like the let's push everything up and push it through here and do this and yeah yeah it was just like it like i have other stuff from ozzy bone which i love and stuff those ones i don't know if it was just that they were too small if the pouch was too small if the they were just they just did not fit well and i was like oh another pair of boxer briefs that aren't great (laughs) (laughs) um there are certain ones that are good yeah go for other things yeah so, I think as of right now, I own like maybe one pair of boxer briefs. I have a couple. I like the, if I get them, they have to be very specific. They have to be A, made out of like a spandexy material mm-hmm. and have a good pouch. So like mm-hmm. Sakuru has an amazing boxer brief. Into and when they do their bikers, yeah. those are amazing because you have the support. Mm-hmm. And Cock Socks, they made boxer briefs once. It was like, I told him when I met up with them once, I was like, "That's right." oh my God, these are amazing. I would wear these. Everyone else sucks. I would wear these. <laughs> it's just my preference. Mm-hmm. And someone else had one just recently I tried and I really liked, and I don't remember who it was. I actually remember Andrew Christian brought out their black line. Oh, yeah. And they had a good pouch on the front of them. And it was like one of those ones that was actually like, did seem to not ride up as much as well yes so they were a good pair yes the importance is not riding up and being stuck. not having your junk squashed against your leg squashed exactly. against your leg and having support i'm good other than that i don't know i can't halfway through the day they gotta go because i did yeah. a review years ago for boxer briefs and it was just like that and halfway through the day i was like i'd rather go commander than wear these one more minute <laughs> <laughs> so they got taken off and I'm like done I can't do this anymore and I was at work at lunch so it's like yeah we'll go without underwear the rest of the day as much as I hate that I will Tommy, do that Tommy John actually makes a pretty good boxer brief I have a couple of pairs of theirs but as far as boxer briefs that's the only brand I have it's it's a picky world for boxer briefs I will yeah. say for us who, who like other things our next question though is how did these first pairs really you know, influence your journey into underwear because you both wear thongs, jocks, smaller cuts, briefs. I'm curious how Patrick, your Calvin Klein boxer briefs, transpose into that. But Andrew, you went from Aussie jock into into more thongs, jocks. Is what you post on your Instagram? Yeah, for me, my kind of timeline kind of went from boxer briefs when I was younger and a kid in school into college going like i did get that first jock strap but it kind of went more briefs and because i was like i lived at home during college so i didn't move out still living in the family house when you're doing that and then you have your mother who keeps being like on the laundry side of things you come down to put (laughs) Mm -hmm. it on and then like her she would never like it would always be straight out of the wash into the dryer so you had to be either on it so some of I like had to keep my underwear purchases 
to kind of safe for work style mm-hmm. if that makes sense like mainly boots. oh yeah you don't really want your mother going through your thongs and jock straps <laughs> mm-hmm. it was kind of then as i got older or was able to keep up with her laundry schedule and get my own stuff in and out is when i kind of evolved into getting the smaller and smaller things but i think you can also nearly track it on what i was putting up on the various social media sites as to how long i'd been on there what sort of stuff was coming up and what was popular and it kind of just escalated from that that it's like oh i like the way that that looks on that person i'm gonna buy that and see how it looks mm-hmm. and stuff like that nice and I don't you know if that really answers the question, but <laughs> it does. And, and what about you, Patrick? How did those first pairs? And then I have a follow-up <laughs> questions for you. Since you were um, at an all-boys school, did anyone ever ask you about your underwear? Uh, not really. I mean, again, you know, in high school, it was boxer briefs. So it wasn't like completely different than boxers, I guess, so to speak. I mean, you kind of get kind of like strange look. Maybe I just I don't know. It was it was a it was a it was a school that was filled with very privileged, rich kids that probably maybe understood what boxer briefs were. So it wasn't really a big deal. I don't know. They just didn't wear them. They just wore boxers because I think I think part of the problem that, you know, people wear certain underwear that they do is because there's society telling them they should, which we can get into in a different time. But I think a lot of people are afraid of labels and they're afraid of what society is going to say. But not to jump from the question, I don't really know how I transposed from boxer briefs in high school to trying different styles, you know, when I was in college. I think it was just a general interest, like maybe walking through department stores, seeing other styles. You know, Calvin Klein had the body song back then um, mm-hmm. and, you know, other briefs and stuff like that. And just trying those things when I was in college, kind of just off on my own. Um, I do remember, and I think I actually told this story with Eric Alden back in the day when I did that um, article on thongs. But yeah. <laughs> uh, the first thong I ever bought, and I'm ashamed to say it, it was like one of those cheesy, like, silk satin whatever thongs that you got at a department store that had like i don't know red hearts or red lips or something on it you know something stupid like that bought them for valentine's day and i was dating my wife in college i wore that and i just remember getting undressed and the look on her face was just like oh my god oh my god what is that and why are you wearing that and i was so embarrassed and i quickly like you know ripped it off and whatever we did our thing and i didn't let it ruin our night that kind of that moment really prevented me from trying thongs for a while because I was nervous about what she would think and what other people would think. But I, you know, I made the the change from boxer briefs to more like briefs and stuff in college. I just, I don't know how I did it other than maybe just seeing stuff in department stores. Cool. What are your favorite pairs of underwear right now in your drawer? What's your, if you don't have a favorite a couple wow. of different favorites. I know it's an easy question. You know, <laughs> when you have a large collection, I mean, it's so easy to choose from a couple hundred. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or do you have favorite brands? Let's do it that way. I don't even know if I could answer that question, to be honest. Like, well, I'm, you're going to have to answer that question. I'm in my bedroom right now and I'm opening all the drawers right now and I'm looking through. And I honestly don't think that I could 
choose something. I will say that recently I bought Jack Adams bikini thongs. I bought a few more because I really liked them a lot. I've been wearing those a lot lately. I guess at the moment, uh, the give or take 400 pair or so that I have, that maybe those are a favorite right now. But other brands, you know, I love Cock Socks. I love N2N. Jack Adams, like I said, I don't even know. It's just my mind's going crazy. I did so, not yeah, mean to guess, blow your mind on that. <laughs> I guess I'd, I'd go with the Jack Adams thongs right now. I guess maybe that's my favorite right now. What about you, Andrew? I think one of my like go-to brands that I have is N2N. Because mm-hmm. um, Andrew is killing it at the moment with what he's putting out. I just wish... He's a great guy. I could afford to keep buying them when he brings out the new stuff. I told him just current issue. the other week to stop it. Because I told him <laughs> there's so many things everyone wants and misses. And I was like, you need to stop this because, damn, every time I turn around, they have something new every week. Yeah. And it's Which every week. Is not, it's not a bad thing. It's just that my bank account can't keep up with the way the amount that he's producing. Yeah, I told um, him. I told him, you've had a very good year for the last two years of doing this. Oh, definitely. Because he's hit amazing pair after amazing pair after amazing pair. Just when I think he's done, I'm like, would you stop it now? (laughs) I want that, 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 that. And then since he's doing some limited run. Before that stuff arrives, he's released something else. And you're like, damn it, now I want that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, before I would get review pairs and we would review them. And now this is he has such limited pairs. I don't get review pairs anymore. And I'm like, you really need to go back and give me review pairs again because <laughs> I need to review these before people buy them. And now when he does it, if I do the review the week later, they're sold out or yeah. gone. And it's like, damn you, Andrew, stop making such good stuff. It's true. That 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 exact thing happened to me recently because Andrew just got a few pairs of N2N and he was telling me how much he liked the, the bikini brief and the thong, etc. And I actually went on the website to go. It was the, what was it? The brush, vintage brush or whatever it was called. Oh, the vintage. Yes. But he yeah. came out with like the mustard, the teal and the gray. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. everything, of course, was gone, you know. And Andrew had literally just got them like that day. Like, and they're already gone. I was like, forget it. Well, to be fair, most of the time it does take like a month for things to arrive to Vancouver. That's true. That, that's true. Uh, okay. Can we just side note here? Shipping to the U.S. to Canada is a nightmare. It's ridiculous. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I can ship things to Europe faster than Canada. Yeah. And then when they get here, there's like import taxes and then there was a GST and PST. And then on top of that, you get your handling fee and then there's the processing fee. So like I've ordered stuff from just like just random clothes from ASOS and paid for the express shipping and all that sort of stuff. And it comes over here. My like hundred dollar order suddenly ends up costing me nearly hundred and sixty dollars once you've added the tax and import fees onto it. That's insane. It is ridiculous. And, and um, like thirty dollars of the charges are just by DHL with their processing and and wow. fees like that and wow. handling fees and then oh the charge to pay with a credit card. I'm like, what? how else do you want me to pay? You're like, but, I'm coming down and paying cash then. <laughs> right. They probably they probably have a cash fee. Probably. So yeah. Because I was talking to somebody, and I don't remember if it was Canada, where they were telling me they couldn't go to the post office. They had to go to the customs place and pick it up. They couldn't go to the post office. I don't remember who who, who and where they were. So that adds an additional fun thing for them. That's insane. Well, 
welcome to the world of postage. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a nightmare to get to camp. Canada from the U.S. and I don't understand why. Yeah, especially what like is- this is nothing against end to end or Andrew with the way they shipped them, but like I could drive down to L.A. collect my yeah. car- my underwear and drive home <laughs> in less time than it takes. Yep, but you could. It is what it is. Meanwhile, then- I'll order something from like International Jock. I literally ordered something from International Jock on Friday at like 3 p.m. And I got the shipment notification at like 3.40. I was like, holy crap. And usually I get my shipment within like two days. It's insane. It depends on where they're located and when they yeah, pick up. Because mm-hmm. they're out of L.A., so they probably... Uh, that's probably the good thing. You're on the East Coast, so yeah, it so isn't that flies, that they're going from it LA flies on the plane. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. flies on the plane that far. If not, if you're sort of like in the middle of the country, it has to go by truck and it takes a little bit longer. Come on, Tim. Let's be honest. My undies, they fly first class, of course. Well, you can <laughs> pay for first class all you want to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Our next question is one I'm throwing in just because you both were on Instagram and Tumblr in the day. Uh, So this is a special question just for the both of you. It's not on our normal questions. When you post on said social media networks, do you ever pick a pair just for the day because you think, hey, this is going to do well on social or it's going to look great? Or do you buy pairs just for that? Or do you just get what you want, roll the mm-hmm. dice, and what happens, what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go? I'll, I'll go. Um, I'm of the camp that I just buy whatever I want. You know, I don't really think of how this is going to look on social media. If there's a pair of underwear that I'm interested in and I really like, I'll, I'll buy it. You know, there's no other alternative motive to that other than maybe if my wife, if I think my my wife will like it. And as far as like picking out underwear, you know, a lot of the times I mentioned this on the podcast uh, previously that my wife picks out my underwear. It's kind of a fun thing that we do, not always on a daily basis. Back even when I was posting on social media, you know, it's underwear that she picked out. You know, it wasn't necessarily underwear that I picked out. Um, I guess I just never gave a lot of thought into the pair that I'm posting. I mean, if anyone remembers my page and followed it, you know, I, my page, the purpose of it was really more about reviewing the underwear or having some comments about the underwear and less about me showing it off, I guess. I wasn't really posting to be like, hey, look at me in my underwear, you know, and that's why I guess my pictures have always been focused literally just on the underwear and not my body is because, you know, the the review part of it is what interests me. I just I enjoyed that. Does that answer the question? Yep. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? Um, I'm going to say I buy them specifically more because I like them and I want like I see something and I like if I can afford to buy it then I'll go like yeah I want it I'm gonna buy it so I buy them more specifically for me there obviously are things like if you're gonna wear a tiny little bulge tongue from Joe Snyder it's obviously gonna be like oh people are gonna be like oh that's like a lot smaller and you'll probably because you're showing off more it's gonna get more likes or whatever but I don't necessarily buy underwear specifically be like yes that's gonna do really well on my page that's gonna get me a thousand likes right there (laughs) that's yet to happen with any photo but more of a case of i'll 
buy something because I want to wear it and I think I'll look good in it. And one of the things that I like started doing is that I don't necessarily post the pictures for other people. I post them as like a confidence thing for me that nice. I like how that's I look great. in this photo. And if other people like it too, then that's great. But if not, then I don't really care. Like I used to have a really bad body image of myself because I used to be super skinny and you wouldn't catch me anywhere without like long pants and nearly long sleeve shirts. Once I kind of started working out and kind of got out of that kind of like mindset of myself that it was like I probably did at the very start when I was posting on Tumblr posting it as some sort of like validation thing mm -hmm. but I've gotten to the stage now where it's like I literally have stopped caring what other people think and it's a i'm posting this because i like it not necessarily for you to like it that's hey. awesome andrew <clears throat> i did hear that there are a lot of guys who do that and there are some who don't so mm -hmm. yep. i figured you two were the part who were just getting likes because you posting pictures you want and wearing what you want a funny story Ooh, is though just after i moved to vancouver i was like i like i have two instagram accounts i have the one that like my friends and my family see and i have the underwear one and stupidly when i moved to vancouver my underwear one was public and what did my mother do because i was like oh yeah i'll throw photos of like my travels up on instagram so you can see it on there Thinks uh -huh. her phone number, the numbers in her phone onto her Instagram account because she set it up. And which account did it follow? <laughs> Only the, the underwear. underwear. One. The day after I arrived here, I get a message from my mother to be like, "So I like the pictures on your account on your Instagram. Um, maybe you should consider not." <laughs> and basically my response was i've made way too many friends online doing this and have gained so much self-confidence from it that it's i wouldn't give up the friendships and relationships that i've made through doing this just to like i don't know just to it's get rid of the photos like it's like it's not it's a part of who you are yeah it's it's something that you enjoy and it's it's helps to shape who you are as a person yeah, yeah. and then when you think of men's underwear community, you go, most people immediately go to sex. It's a sex thing. It's meeting other guys in underwear. But in reality, it's more of a you're more of a brotherhood of guys who love underwear. It's exactly. bringing people together, getting new friends who love underwear and understand. And it's a really welcoming, fun community to be in. So I don't think a lot of guys really understand that till they get in it. And they're like, oh, you can meet some really great people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which is awesome. And it's just because of underwear. I've made so many friends, gay, bi, straight. Uh, one of my best friends is in underwear and who's the total opposite of me, straight. And we talk several times a week. And if it wasn't for underwear, I would never have met him. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how it all works out and things that happen. And social media does that and brings us together is really cool and i think that's one of the reasons the podcast has taken off so well it was the right time to relaunch it it was the right time to have guys talk about it and i wanted to get a good mix of gay bi and straight on it mm -hmm. not just my point of view which 
if you've read the blog for 12 years, you already heard my point of view and can get old. Uh, I wanted some new voices. But that's just my opinion. So that sort of opened up the next question is, do your friends and family know about it? Obviously, your mother knows about it, Andrew, since you saw your Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, and my father knows about it, because obviously my mother told my father. Of course. Um, but since that happened, I kind of replied to both of them, and I was like, it is what it is. I'm sorry you had to find out that way, but it's there. I did block both of them on the underwear one, because I'm like, you don't really need to be seeing that. <laughs> But mostly, like, I have a few friends in real life that I've met through Instagram and various and Tumblr that I have now met in real life. And that's a thing, but mainly it's separate. Okay. I have, like, my account is on private now, so I can pick and choose, like, who actually gets to see it and who doesn't. It's basically, like, m- mainly it's separate. And obviously with you, Patrick, your <clears throat> wife knows yes. you love of underwear since yes. she picks it for you. Yep. Does anyone else outside, like real world friends outside of Instagram and social media, do any of them know or is it just mainly online people? Yeah, so uh, very similar to Andrew where it's it's pretty much separate. You know, my wife used to follow my Tumblr uh, where I posted and she never followed my Instagram because she didn't really know about it until recently. But as far as friends, no, no one really knows other than friends I've met through Instagram or Tumblr. You know, I have a lot of acquaintances, I'd say, through there and, you know, a handful of friends that I would truly call friends. You know, like Andrew's a perfect example where, you know, I really value his friendship and I I truly do consider him a friend. You know, he's the type of person that he called me up or texted me or something and it was in trouble. I would fly out to Vancouver next day, you know, and just do whatever you need. Awesome. Um, That's nice to hear. (laughs) I would do the same, except I'd get stuck in America then. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Wouldn't be allowed back into Canada. I got room, Andrew. We got room. (laughs) Come on. Come on out. Yeah, so I would say mostly it's, you know, separate. You know, it's just, and and also by nature of... So this leads us to our next question. You know, this is our last full question. So congrats, you made it to the end. I know you've answered this question before patrick and uh i remember your answers and i've used it many times how has has wearing great underwear boosted your confidence if so how and we'll start with andrew since i already know an answer of yours patrick <laughs> this is like 100 percent, yeah and it seems to be one of these questions that it's kind of like the how did you start like your underwear fascination that it's all right yeah i post my ones on the internet for everyone to see obviously there's the people in real life that i work with or whatever that they don't know what i have on under my pants underwear is something that is super personal just because like if you do it for you it's something that you can wear that makes you feel sexy but necessary doesn't might not be something that would be approved of in the general world but no one sees that yep so 100% and like I'm a big advocate for if you're having a bad day put on a nice pair of underwear and like yes. your day instantly gets better oh yes exactly is there so. any specific style or brand you wear when you like need that extra boost to confidence like there's always the classic Joe Snyder okay would be one of my go-tos because they were one of the first pairs of thong that I got that I really liked and that fit really well so that's a good choice yeah that would be kind nice. of one of my go-tos. How about you, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, confidence is probably one of the sexiest character traits anyone could possess. 
in my opinion. I just love it when I see someone who has the confidence to post a pic of themselves in their favorite undies online, regardless of shape, size, orientation, etc. You know, it's just we all come in different shapes and sizes. You just need to learn and accept it and embrace it and just be confident in your own body. So I just when I come across someone who just eludes that confidence, I just it, it tracks me because it's just it's such positive energy. You know, it's just if you're not that confident person, you know, try to, you know, try try something that might out of your comfort zone. You know, that's kind of how I started back, you know, six plus years ago, whatever. When I started my first Tumblr page, it was because I had Google and had Google search, you know, guys in briefs or something. I came across Tumblr. I never heard of Tumblr before. Uh, I came across this guy's page that, you know, I thought he looked great. He was posting pictures of himself in briefs. And, you know, back then you could ask anonymous questions without actually being on Tumblr with your own oh, page. Yeah. And, you know, I used to ask questions all the time. And then I finally decided to create my own Tumblr page. And that's when Undiesel was created. And then he and I actually would message back and forth. And he was the one that convinced me to send him my first Undie selfie. And I remember the day. I remember taking that photo, standing in front of the mirror. It was a dirty mirror. I knew nothing about taking selfies back then. I remember the pair that I was wearing. I was wearing a blue pair color to exist briefs. I still have that pair. They don't fit me anymore. They're much larger. <laughs> I still have that pair because I can't get rid of them because it reminds me of that first step I took to be a confident person. So I think underwear definitely makes you or can help you become a confident person and help you feel good about yourself. And along those lines, you know, one of the things that I, I hate is labels and what society makes people think that they need to wear certain types of underwear. Does it make me less of a man that I wear thongs? Absolutely not. And I can't stand it when I hear, you know, guys tell me that their partners or spouse or whatever is forcing them to wear certain styles. And it's like, why? <laughs> you know, be be who you want to be, wear what you want to wear. And you know, that's their preference. Fine. You know, people can have preferences, but don't force it upon people. Exactly. But yeah. And, and again, you know, UNB, you know, helped to give me confidence. You know, I've been an avid reader of UNB for many years. Honestly, it's because of an article that I did on UNB that my wife kind of discovered about my vicarious nature. And, you know, I could have denied it. Um, it was easy, deniable, easily deniable because, you know, I don't post pic, uh, face face pictures uh, for my undie selfies and whatnot. But it was time for me to be confident and finally accept who I am and, and come out to her as a bisexual man and just, you know, lay it all on the table and be who I am. And I did that. Yay. And, and it's because of underwear, Ooh. honestly. Underwear is a good thing. It is. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing. It's built this wonderful community we're in, which is awesome. And there are more straight men in the thongs than gay men right now, I think. So I a lot know, of them can't say. I agree with that. I, I would agree with that. And it amazes a lot of brands when I tell them that. Because I guess they don't really, because some brands are big and don't really get a chance to really get to know their followers or shipping is done somewhere else, whatever. But when I tell them that straight men have gone crazy for the thong, they're just like, what? I'm like, Oh, yeah. We have skipped over the bikini. We have skipped over everything and gone straight to the thong. And that's just the way it is. 
But I, and again, I think this is why men's underwear fashion has solely evolved is because of people being a little closed-minded in that sense where, you know, someone, for instance, a straight person wants to try out thongs and, and feels ashamed of that. You know, it's just, I hope we can get past that. And regardless of sexual orientation or fat, skinny, old, fit, young, whatever, just wear what you want if it makes you happy and just be confident in that decision. Well, it's gay underwear if you're wearing a thong. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> that's what they say. I think From that's the one general of the things, public. This is one of the things that social media has like made it more available for people to see the images of mm-hmm. other guys in thongs. So like straight or gay, like I'm gay. But I can appreciate a good-looking woman, and I can see like the confidence is coming out of it. And I think that would also play into straight men look seeing photos of men wearing thongs. That like yes, you can see someone looking sexy in something, and that would maybe give them the confidence to not even confidence, but just being able to see yep. potentially what they could look like in it. And I think social media has brought straight guys together who like underwear as well because they can talk Mm -hmm. to other straight guys and they're oh this isn't out of the ordinary for me to like you like it too and they can talk to because i've said it many times no matter what our sexual orientation is there's two stories of how you just fell in love with underwear it either started early or it started in college around that age those are the usually the two it doesn't matter straight gay if you didn't have a thing of underwear before and someone you just picked up something in college, bam, it started. Or you loved it all along. So we're yeah. very much alike, which shocked me when I first found that out. I was like, what? I was <laughs> like, no, this can't be. <laughs> but it's true. It's very true. And I think we're going to get a better community as we go as well with Instagram, Twitter, everything. You can connect with more people and make more friends. Yeah, I think we're just at the start of it, for sure. I I think that, like, we're just breaking out, honestly, in the men's underwear industry and people embracing that. I have a list of people I need to meet in person. I've met a bunch already, and there's a list of people. It's like, you're on my list, you're on my list. And certain people, I have friends go, you haven't met them yet? I'm like, no, I haven't met them yet. Leave me alone. I'm trying. Yeah. But it's like me and Patrick, this is like the first time that we've actually had a conversation via phone. Which, let's be honest, that's just dumb. Honestly, I was thinking about that before we got on the call. I was like, why have we never actually talked? You know, like, I, I don't know. We started I mean, something new. Yeah, apparently. I mean, Andrew, Andrew, again, like, and I mentioned this before, I really do consider Andrew like a really good friend. And he's helped me through a lot. And we've talked about all sorts of things, you know whatever and it's just it's interesting that we've actually never verbally spoken you know because he knows pretty much everything about my life Uh he's got blackmail material for your spy game (laughs) oh yeah oh so much (laughs) i think it's also like uh uh how am i gonna say this right people from i'm gonna say I don't mean this in any sort of ageist way or anything like that, but people from my generation don't like talking on the phone. <laughs> right, exactly. Is, we are very much a text or like if I see the phone ring, I'm like, um, I'm not going to answer that. If they really need me, they'll call me again sort of thing. Patrick, we're of the age where we like to talk on the phone. And the younger <laughs> are like, no, I'm good. My phone, don't call me on my phone, okay? I'm only 38. I'm only 38. I'm kind of in between. I think I could go either way, which is very fitting because I'm bisexual, so I could go either way. 
This one you have to pick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you got to pick. I, I would say probably text then. No offense. Sorry, Tim. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Be that way. See if I care. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to our last question. And it's an easy question. It's the easiest question you're going to get all day. Tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet if they don't already know, which I'm sure a lot do. Mr. Andrew? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the handle ARDJG, which is actually a really mouthful to say. <laughs> it is, because I was trying to type it in for something the other day, and I spell check corrected it on the text, and I was yeah. like, I'm not going back. No. no. <laughs> they were like, I know who you're talking about, because it was one of the po- some with the podcast, and they're like, oh, I know who you mean. I was like, good, because... No. Yeah. <laughs> Spell check. See, see this is one of the things about doing it via text is that it doesn't. It's not hard to say via text. That's true. Just the syllables are hard to say when you actually speak it out loud. Very true. And you, Mr. Patrick, you can currently find me uh, on Twitter at Briefspuff. I'm not really active there. It's a page that I set up back when I set up my Instagram page. And just never used it. Um, but you can find me there. And Instagram, I have deactivated it. Uh, I didn't delete. So you can't currently find me there. But uh, one day, you might be able to find me there again. Basically, follow my Instagram. And when he comes back, I'll post it online. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Andrew be like, yes! <laughs> and then once I see Andrew post, I'll post on ours. So. <laughs> Andrew will be like, finally, you stopped being an idiot. <laughs> well... It's funny because people so like people kind of knew that I was friends with him, and like when he deactivated his account, I got like so many messages from various people being what like, "What happened? Is brief gone? Where is he gone? Did he get deleted? Is he okay? Is he coming back?" And I'm like, "He's fine. Just like he's taking a break." <laughs> Sorry, you have to announce those things before you go. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a. Uh... It, it honestly, it happened at like midnight and I just, there was something that was just, it was a catalyst and I just, I had a, I recognized that I wasn't doing well and I just needed to just walk away, but I'm doing much better. And you can find him on the podcast. He is there for everyone to enjoy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he will not be nervous our next podcast. No, no. And, and I didn't have a beer this time. I, I've been sipping water, so I'm doing better. What? Yeah. See, he's going to be perfect. This is the second <laughs> podcast, no drink. It's going to be great. Well, thank be great. you both for joining us for this. It was very interesting, fun, brief oh, tale. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us, Tim. We may and, have to have more good friends on in a double episode. That was good. Yeah, it was such a great idea. I really love that Andrew threw that out there when we were texting the other day um, because I didn't even think of it. I'm glad he did that. I didn't either. So thank you, Andrew. Yeah, see, not just a pretty face. <laughs> he's, just, he's just not a pretty boy in a thong or a jock. He has great ideas. Sometimes. So. Few and far between. Nah, it was a good one. All right, boys. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye, Bye guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brief Tell on the UNB Brief Talk podcast. We have with us today someone you may have seen on Instagram with his husband. It's Hunter. Welcome. Thanks. Nice to be here. It's good to have you here. I've seen you on the internet for a little while, so it's good to have you on. You have some great pictures. Thanks. Appreciate it. 
You're welcome. So tell our readers, our readers, our listeners a little bit about you and your background. I live in Mississippi. I travel for a living and um, I'm married to a guy who is the bravest person I know. <laughs> cool. Pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, that is simple. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, it, it tends to be a little more complicated than that, but that's the that's the brief version, so to speak. Well, that's brief is always good, especially on an underwear podcast. Um, <laughs> so when did you first discover your love of underwear and swimwear? When did you remember when it came about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So I was straight for a long time and, um, you know, was in the closet for a long time, obviously. But I remember vividly as about a nine or 10 year old kid, I would take my grandmother's Sears catalog Mm -hmm. out out to the barn and go up in the hayloft and would flip through the men's underwear section, you know, not the women's underwear section. So I, no. that's how that's how my my affinity for underwear, I think, began at a really, really early age. Um, and then later on, it kind of evolved into like, you know, the GQ magazines and then the fitness magazines after that. Yeah. So it was a it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty intense connection. But it was mainly because I think you know, that I was sort of, you know, just figuring out my attraction to guys and all that kind of thing. But it was, uh, it took me a while to get caught up, <laughs> wow. uh, but I finally figured it all out and put it all together. But yeah, it was a really, really, really early connection for me uh, that really continues to this day. I mean, it, it, it hasn't really changed. Yeah, it's amazing. Either Gate Street or by we either get started around that age. Right. 9, 10, 11, or it's usually college. It seems to be the two two ages yeah. where it happens the most. And it's yeah. similar. Everyone's like, I wanted something different. This looks cool, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there that it's surprisingly we're the same. Oh, yeah. And I think that that universality of it is is one of the connections that a lot of people make on my Instagram, you know, they, they see it there and comment and connect in a different way. And so it's sort of a, I don't know, it's not, it's not everybody, of course, but there's a, there's sort of a universality of it, especially among the gay community with the connection to masculinity and how it plays out with our, you know, comparisons to other guys and, you know, what we want ourselves to look like and how we envision our own uh, self-image. So yeah, Yeah. it can be pretty intense, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. So what do you remember what the first really good pair of underwear you bought? Uh, Yeah, that was a pair of like, I was still married, but it was a pair of Aussie bombs that just sort of enhanced the pouch and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, totally gay pair of underwear. And, you know, she was like, oh, well, you know, that's what you want. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was uh, that was my that was my first pair. And then I discovered the Unico brand after that. Okay. so I, I had a bunch of those while I was while I was straight married too. Well, Unico has its, its sort of a mix of its classics, colors, right. and then yeah. it has wild prints also. Right. But it's not yeah. an out there brand like the first pair you bought. But this was when it first first came out, and then okay. um, I remember finding um, uh, CN2 because I really like yes. their I really like their um, their packages. <laughs> figuratively and literally mm-hmm. and um and i had a, a crush on the guy that was on the front cover 
And, okay. uh, and later on, I actually met him. and We kind of still stay in touch and all that. So oh, kinda, cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. That's um, awesome. Yeah. yeah, we we did a, po- a podcast on advertising mm-hmm. a while back, and it's the classic advertising and he's right. out there. So that's kind of cool. You actually got to meet him. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah, very cool guy. So what made you buy that first Aussie bump here? What about it made you go, hey, I want to try that? I just like the way that it showcased you know, what was um, uh, interesting about being a man, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it it held things together and like, I don't, I don't like boxers at all. I've never worn boxers. Uh, My son wears boxers and I do not know how he, (laughs) he's, but um, he's, he's so straight, you know, like, like that, but I like to have things contained and I like the, the look of it, even though Mm -hmm. nobody's seeing it, I know what I look like in it. That's kind of my attraction. Do it. Nice. Yeah. And then yeah. how did these first pairs you got really influence your underwear going forward? What did it um, make you branch out or did you stick to the same similar pairs? No, 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 no. I totally experiment in all different kinds of directions with all different kind of looks and some that are, you know, I like if I'm wearing a low cut jeans, I've got some that, you know, barely cover your butt. Then if I've got others that are, you know, um, seamless, First, if I'm wearing something really, um, you know, like to the gym or something like that, I don't really wear jocks a whole lot. I tend to go for, uh, you know, real underwear and I don't like, I'll do square cuts some depending on, I'll do that if I'm working, uh, you know, like suit and tie kind of working, okay. I'll do those. but I don't really like, you know, just that, uh, the shorts look necessarily. So you're more of a briefs kind of guy. Yeah. More of a, more, more briefs. And then something that keeps things out front and <laughs> contained. You like a good supportive pouch as we call it. That's right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So who are your current favorite brands and styles right now? Who do you think, who's your go-to when you want something amazing? Yeah. Um, Skull and Bones and Park and Ronin right now are my two favorites. Okay. I love those. And there, um, and then I just, I just advertised on Instagram for, um, hunt underwear. Um, yeah. they, they didn't name it after me, unfortunately, but yeah, that I really, really like that a lot too. I don't normally, you know, post for another company unless mm-hmm. I really like their stuff. So I want to get it and see it first and make sure it's what I would really recommend because I don't want to recommend some junk to some, you know, to somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll take that credibility kind of seriously, even on social media. Nice. Um, um, but, but the hunt, I really, really liked a lot. So those are my, those are kind of my go-tos right now. And then my all time favorite that I never get tired of that is constant day in and day out is intimacy. And I just absolutely love this you. Stuff. That's a brand that's recently come across my radar because Alec, yeah. who we interviewed, who's in Germany mentioned it. Yeah. The very next day, I had a friend who lives in Boston mention it. Yeah. And then now it's everyone starting to mention this brand. And it's like, yeah. I've got to try this brand. Love, love, love their stuff. It is, I mean, like you would expect an Italian brand to be, it's perfectly executed. Mm-hmm. Every pair is like a little piece of art. I, I mean, they are just the most comfortable I've ever worn. And I've, I've worn them for, I guess, gosh, I've had... I've had their stuff for maybe 10 years now. I started buying it when I would go to Italy um, or when I was in, if I'd be in Germany or, you know, somewhere in central mm-hmm. Europe, they're pretty fairly easy to buy. And then I started getting their swimsuits also. They're square yep. cut 
swimsuits that are that don't square you know that they don't scare the straight so much so i can wear them i can wear them to the pool here in the neighborhood and everybody's okay so i love their stuff it's it's always my go-to if i'm on the road and you can just abuse them and they still you know i wash them on cold water and you know just kill them and they still bounce back i mean they just are fantastic product that's yeah everyone it just seems all of a sudden have come out of the woodwork with that brand and everyone's like yeah. this is the one you got to try this is and i'm yeah. like well, i have and not heard of this before to be bold. they're hard to find online but there's a store in manhattan that i go to and then i get them when i'm in europe and so sometimes i'll even have like my daughter was living in europe for a while so i had her send me some back <laughs> um, so it, they're kind of hard to find over here now. But yes. when you're in the store, you have to go ask for it sometimes because they don't really put them out. They keep them in drawers. And so you have to go ask for the sales clerk to bring them out for you sometimes. So interesting. You've got to, yeah, you've got to do a little work to get them, but they're worth, they're worth the effort. Yeah. Everyone I know who's worn them just raves about them. Yeah. yeah. It's, so that's one brand I have got to try and they just... Yeah. My friend in Boston wants the Mickey Mouse swim brief. Yeah. They just came out with, and I'm I going, I, like I was like, ah, oh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I know, you, I saw that. It's really cute. Leave it to an Italian company to make a right. Mickey Mouse swim brief. I know, exactly. We'd never get that here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're a big fan of swimwear as well. Oh, yeah. Because your sure. Instagram is for that. filled. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite swim brands? Because you... Yeah. Rock a lot of different ones and look amazing in them. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. End to end, if you really want to mm-hmm. show off, um, yep. they're my go-to for the show-offs. Then Garcon Om, I love their stuff. Okay, they're, yeah. They're fantastic. Uh, fits like a dream. Ironic, of course. Um, love their stuff. It's fantastic. Um, my husband just got me three new Marques today, which I'm super pumped about because we're oh, going nice. to Lauderdale on Wednesday. <laughs> So I'll have as my early birthday present for me. So I get to wear my Marquise on the, on the beach in Lauderdale if it's still open. Let's hope it's still open. Yeah, it's. Uh, but those are my go tos right now. Of course, addicted. You know, gotta love their stuff. One of my all, also one of my favorites is Dietz from yeah. Mexico. D i e t z Dietz. Yep. And I, I love their stuff. It fits great. Shows off. And, you know, they've got a lot of different styles and, uh, well, not a lot, but they, what they do have is flattering. So yeah. it's good stuff. So I really like the Diet stuff and it's kind of, it's getting easier to find. They have a new website now. Right. And they but, were um, selling on Amazon for a while too. For a little while, but I would, I started getting it when I was in Mexico. There's some, there's some great stores in uh reforma in Mexico city that I go to and they, they would have some. Uh, some selection there that you could actually try on. So that's where I kind of got in touch. Nice. So okay. those are my go-to, but I've probably got, I might have 200 different pairs somewhere right now. And uh, so I just cycle through stuff whenever oh. I, whenever we're going somewhere, I just, you know, try not to wear the same thing twice if I can get away with it. So, I've been there and done that. Yes. Yeah. But you know, I like pistol Pete stuff. Who else? Yeah, those are those are kind of my go-tos right now. Those are some good ones. Yeah. A lot of new ones that people haven't mentioned before, so that's really cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and the and the Garcon on ones, they're really cool to check out because they all all their prints are like hand done. Yeah. Kind of kind of one of a kinds. I mean, they're they're really really cool stuff. So I and it fits great. Love their product. Yeah, you're one of the first I know about them, but you're one of the first people I've heard talk about them. 
Yeah, they're, they, it's really cool. Stuff. They have some really good stuff. Yeah. So, um, and they, like, if, if you have an enormous ass like my husband does, it doesn't cover everything always, but I like that perfect size. Uh, I, <laughs> I have a couple of him that I make him wear every once in a while. Just nice. Well, you go with what you like. Oh, yeah, of course. Why not? Speaking of your husband, yeah. we usually ask if your partner is into your underwear or knows about underwear because we have some who partner do not know and oh, it's yeah. a whole different story. But your um, husband, since you do pictures together, you each have... Yeah, we, he, uh, he enables my affinity for it. So which <laughs> he, is, he knows and he uh, he feeds it. So that's no problem. And then I feed him because I like seeing him in it. He doesn't really care. He'll just wear... He'll just wear square cut briefs every day. I mean, the penguin is his go-to. He loves penguin okay. for, for that. So, like, if I'm getting him something for a gift, it always has a pair of penguin square cuts in it, you know, because he loves those. But so I feed him the other just because I like to see him in different stuff. And he he uh, he goes along with it pretty well. He doesn't fight it too bad. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, we have had people tell us my partner doesn't wear anything, wears mm-hmm. box briefs, and I can't get them out of it. And it drives yeah, me yeah, crazy. Yeah. Right, right. So it's good. No, to hear. he's pretty good. He's pretty good about it. He knows the um, kind of the connection that I have, but and he he likes it. and I guess he likes seeing me in it too. You'd have to ask him, but he doesn't seem to mind that I change a lot. That's no, I, mean. I don't imagine he would. I think he <laughs> probably encourages it. I would be like, yeah, go change again. Go change again. Yeah, he does. He does. Go enjoy. <laughs> you have one of the partners that a lot of guys wish they had who would. Oh. Go along with it, encourage it. Yeah, but he's he's really good that way about a lot of different things, not just that. So I'm really fortunate. And you look great together in pictures, I'll just say. Well, thank you. I appreciate I'll, it. I'll include his Instagram in the show notes along with yours, and you can go check both of them out. I appreciate it. Because they look great. <laughs> and you had your Instagram account deleted not long ago. so I did. I know. And it You're was for one sharing of the- other people. It wasn't even from my photos. It was for sharing other people. Uh, and you know, Instagram's kind of homophobic. So the best way to attract followers to your account is, you know, to share each share other others. back and forth. And because they, you know, they mute hashtags, you know, give you a kind of a shadow ban thing so that you can't be seen. So mm-hmm. the best way to do that is to shout out other people. And I guess, you know, I was doing it a lot and some of it showed too much in underwear, I guess, who knows what, but yeah. So just got yeah. deleted and had to start over, but guys have found me again and I found some of them. So it's okay. It's that's good. It's social media, right? I mean, <laughs> we're not curing yeah. cancer here. It's just social media. It's um, it's the Instagram double standard. It is. No, it totally is. But and you, you live and die by it. Whatever. It's okay. And their rules constantly change because one minute constantly. you think you got it, and it's like every day, every day it's something different, right? Because somebody got a terms of service notice, and it's like what? I was like, what the hell? This picture's been up for six months, or this picture's. I know. I know. That's I a have, whole different. You know, Five thousand likes on it. Six thousand likes on it. Been up forever, and then they'll terminate. So, That's. That's a whole different show, people. Yeah. Um, We could go on for hours on that. (laughs) Exactly. Has there ever been an instance when you've worn underwear or swimwear that's giving you a confidence boost? A boost? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably just about every time I do it. But, you know, I remember one early trip right after I came out and had gotten divorced and all that. And, you know, it was just 
traumatic. So I remember I was at the beach in Lauderdale and was just, you know, getting undressed and fixing the lie out. And a couple guys over there I noticed were taking pictures. That was kind of cool. Uh, I, rem- I mean, that made an impact on me, you know, early on in the process that, you know, from an aesthetic standpoint, I fit the, <laughs> I fit the community at least. But it was, it was a nice confidence booster at that point in my life that really helped get past some of the drama that had been going on. So it seems narcissistic and petty, but it really helped at a tough time. <laughs> well, when you don't feel good about yourself, when you've had so much going on, right. it's flattering to be like, oh, they totally. wanted to take a picture of me. Okay. Totally. So I so get it. It, it, was, it was helpful at that point in my life. And it, it was used in lots of ways, not just to feed my ego, but it, it really helped me get to a, a better place than I had been before. Good. So, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's amazing how underwear makes you feel. And, yeah, exactly. And brings you confidence when no one knows what's going on. They're like, what? That's, that's right. And, you you know, it, it can be, it can seem really shallow and it can seem like it's, just you know, feeding a very shallow ego, but it is a lot more than that. Yeah, and it has I totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. So that was our last question. Uh, yeah. So that brings us to where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me online on Instagram at Hunter Bigum Two because Hunter Bigum got deleted, so it's at Hunter Bigum Two, two. The, the number two. And I'm on Facebook at Hunter Bigham. So that's probably the easiest way to find me. Nice. Yeah. yeah, go definitely look at his Instagram. We'll include his husband's account too in the uh, yeah. show Thanks. notes to check him that. out. They do shoots together and pictures together. Yeah. And it's oh, amazing. Yeah, we're always together. Always so, together. Well, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So, all right, people, enjoy the rest of your week. And thank well, you thanks. again, Hunter. I appreciate it. It's nice to talk to you.